Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast. A podcast dedicated to the Balls Deep Dynasty Fantasy Football League right here in Ireland. Your host, Alan Byrne, alongside as always, Boo Earns himself, Owen Byrne. Owen, what's going on in week two? Well, Alan, good to be back again with you this week. Another great week in the football. Uh, some exciting games and some exciting fancy matchups. Yeah, absolutely. Some major, major games. More big high scores in the NFL world uh, translated into into big scores for some uh, in the fantasy world. Um, but man, there were some uh, some high scoring games this weekend. Yeah, kicked off actually with a, an uns- a surprisingly really good game on Thursday night. Washington with the Giants. Uh, it was high scoring. It was quite an end-to-end. Uh, it was a good game. And then some yeah. of the bigger scoring games. The Browns played the Texans. That was over 50 points. Um, You know, the Bears had a good win over the Bengals. The Bucks obviously railroaded the, the Falcons. Again, their secondary didn't look the best, but the Falcons were trash, so you get away with that. Cardinals and Vikings went down to the wire. Some great games this weekend. Yeah, and of course a big overtime win for the Titans who looked like they were done and dusted by the half but uh, came back, brought it to overtime. Big win. And of course, uh, Lamar finally gets one over Mahomes in a shootout on Sunday night. Yeah, finally brings one home late Sunday night. Um, you know, good for him, but they're, uh, I don't know how high their prospects are going forward. Their uh, passing yeah. game is quite weak. It is. It is indeed. Um, and funny, uh, you started off by mentioning that Thursday night game. In the build-up to that Thursday night game, uh, all the content I was I was reading or watching uh, in the build-up to that were basically kind of saying, oh, this is going to be a, a crap game to have on a Thursday night. It turned out to be a great game. And I just thought to myself watching the game that there are very few bad games in the NFL anymore. It's all offense. It's all high scoring. And it's uh, it's all exciting to watch. Yeah, for sure. Well, obviously the NFL is skewing the rules in the direction of keeping players on the field to score high amount of points. And look, Thursday night games are often aberrations. They often look bad on paper and then they end up being actually quite good shootouts. So it's not always as bad as you think it's going to be. That's it. That's it. Okay, still a lot of talk to to talk about uh, for the week just gone by. So uh, let's head into the news. But let me hit you with some knowledge. Alrighty. Uh, first of all, let's have a look uh, the, the way the NFL is shaping up so far. Last week, of course, we said that both the AFC West and the NFC West all had winning teams, uh, each division four for four. This week, Three fell by the wayside. And surprisingly, in the AFC West, the top two teams are Raiders and Broncos and not the Chiefs and Chargers. Yeah, yeah, very some some surprising results there, alright. Um It was uh obviously we, we just spoke that the that the Chiefs lost and the Chargers got pit as well, Liz. Um you know what I mean? They probably would have been pretty confident going into that Cowboys game. Cowboys having a haven't got a great defense, so but they weren't able to get it done. Yeah, yeah, and a huge win for the Raiders on the road against the Steelers. That was that was surprising to many, but uh, 
but they look legitimate enough. Derek Carr playing out of his skin. And, uh, you know, guys like Henry Ruggs coming out, uh, finally breaking out with a big score. And uh, I don't know, they're looking tough. Yeah, uh, well, the Steelers had some late injury scratches um, in their secondary. Joe Hayden in particular um, does kind of uh, open up the game for, for any sort of passing team, which the Raiders are. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two more unbeaten sides come from the uh, NFC South with the Buccaneers and the Panthers, both 2-0, and and the Panthers scheduled to play the Houston Texans Thursday night, could be going to 3-0 and off the back of more great play, really, from uh, from uh, CMC and, uh, and their young quarterback, Sam Darnold. Yeah, Darnold played well. Um, he had one interception, but still true for over 300 yards and uh, two touchdowns. CMC, of course... Ridiculous amount of uh, touches and yards and got in the end zone this week. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Sam Darnold. Is he shaking off the Adam Gase stink, I wonder? Well, as we saw, the Adam Gase stink is still lingering in New York as (laughs) Zach Wilson was actually seeing ghosts this weekend. (laughs) Yeah, he sure was. He wasn't seeing anyone in green anyway. He threw a lot of balls. uh, to the boys in blue, and uh, yeah, got blown out at home by the uh, by the Patriots. But uh, that's Bill Belichick through and through, taking advantage of uh, poor young quarterbacks. Uh, they usually don't fare well against uh, the old master. Yeah, and uh, just one more note there on Darnold. I think I was always pretty high in him, and I think he's going to do well in Carolina. Carolina's uh, young defense there looks um, pretty good. Yeah, they do. Got some they inexperience do look there, but um, they look like a real good unit, real solid, um, which is uh, surprising to a lot of people, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, of course, to the uh, the NFC best, three teams still undefeated. 2-0 and start for the Rams, for the Cardinals just, and for the 49ers. But the big surprise was the Seahawks going down to the Titans uh, in overtime. As I say, as I said earlier, that game looked like it was going to be wrapped up by the half. King Henry said, uh, 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 and, uh, you know, bulldozed them to, uh, to a victory, strapped them on his back. Yeah, um, they kept him pretty contained in the first half, to be fair. But, I mean, they just couldn't get a handle on him in the second half at all. And he kind of took off. He was catching passes. I mean, he was kind of doing a bit of everything, really. Uh, he was. Henry, so. Um, but it's a, it's a bad game to give up. Seahawks had a lot of penalties. You know what I mean? Gave up a lot of yards at key points, third downs, things like that. Giving up automatic first downs. Having him a couple of times and killed him in the end. It did, it did, and uh, they're really living off the, uh, the 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 memory of the Legion of Boom from a few years ago. But that defense uh, really hasn't been that great in the last year or two years, maybe. Uh, and not no, off to a their secondary start. isn't good at all. Yeah, they have a weak enough secondary, really. Um, I mean, they have Jamal Adams, but he spends more time on the line of scrimmage than he does back deep playing safety, which is his position. So. But look, they, they also have Bobby Wagner there and middle linebacker, and he's uh, one of the best in the business. Yep, that's it. Uh, just some interesting facts uh, after that week two. The Patriots' victory over the Jets was their 11th straight win over the New York club. 
over the past uh, number of years. The Jacksonville Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence off to an 0-2 start, uh, beaten uh, at home by the Broncos. They've lost 17 straight games. Tied longest streak since the Detroit Lions of 2007-2009 when they went 0-16, but 17 straight losses. The Buffalo Bills. Buffalo Bills hammered the Miami Dolphins 35 to zip. And it's their largest shutout since 1992. The San Francisco 49ers, 2-0. They've made the Super Bowl in each of the last two seasons when they started 2-0. Things looking good. Things looking good. <laughs> Clutching at straws. Nah, look, I'm just telling you what the stats say, you know what I mean? Sam Darnold gets, goes to 2-0, and and that's his first 2-0 start of his career. And finally, Tom Brady. Four-plus passing touchdowns in four straight games is tied for the second-longest streak since 1950. He's chasing down the man in first place, just Tom Brady. <laughs> You'll find it hard now, so I think, against the Rams this week to get four passing touchdowns. Yeah, look, you you can't. You cannot count out that man. Just cannot count oh, out. Oh, no, never Alrighty. Out, but... As well as the good, there is, of course, some bad. Got more injuries piling up after week two. And as I uh, as I put out in a text message the night, I don't know if, that, if it's just me, but... Every game I watch, every play I watch, I'm waiting for someone not to get up off the ground. It's 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 like someone's injured on every single play. It's crazy. Yeah, they spoke about it just before the Baltimore, um, the Ravens-Chiefs game the other night. The Ravens went into that game with 15 players on IR. The Chiefs had one. I mean, Ooh. what a terrible start to your season. last year. Yeah, I know, uh, I know. Well, that's like the fourth night of the year as well, and a little bit this year as well. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, look, who 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 you got after week two? Uh, Dalton picked up a knock for the Bears. Um, bummed up his knee, running out of bounds. Non-contact injury. Justin Fields yeah. been in the star. There you go. Um, Justin getting his opportunity. Yeah, um, the Niners running back core took more injuries this week. Uh, Jermichael Hasty got injured didn't return to the game before that uh, actually Mitchell went off injured and it said he wouldn't return to the game but then Hasty got injured did not return Sherman got injured did not return and Mitchell had to return <laughs> to play had to return yeah yeah of course of course poor Sherman poor yeah, Sherman uh, got a concussion on his very first play and fumbled uh, that's not a good start to your career yeah no so he's going to be in concussion protocol for uh, the next couple of days. Whether or not he'll be able to play at the weekend remains to be seen. And Mitchell, they are hoping he'll be a go for the weekend. Um, he's going to be not practicing for a couple of days. So. Yeah, and they've brought in a whole host of running backs. Trenton Cannon of uh, Baltimore. TJ Yeldon came in. Uh yeah. Some uh, another guy from uh, from the Bengals. Uh, they brought in loads of guys this week. So look, they're just. Uh, but 
as we've seen from the Shanahan, yeah, but from Shanahan's offense, I think uh, I think anyone can basically step into that backfield and uh, and be productive. So fingers crossed. Yeah, yeah, especially vet guys that'll pick up the playbook pretty quick. Uh, yeah. Other ones, other injuries anyway were uh, Tua went off with a rib injury. He is so soft. Um, the man got broken ribs. What are you gonna do? He is soft. Uh, Jared Cook, uh, Dalvin Cook, sorry, went off injured twice in the game. Came back both times. Um, Mike Zimmer came out and said that he's hard as nails, and if he's able to play, he'll be playing. That's kind of what he said because he makes us go. Is a direct quote from Mike Zimmer. Uh, Jarvis Landry picked up a knock, and he went on IR. Uh, Wentz injured both ankles. One, I think, one high ankle injury and one low ankle injury. I mean, what a sick note! I'm but still look, on the ben- I'm still on the Wentz mountain. I believe. Yeah, look, Ed, but he he should have taken the sack. He was trying to make a play instead of just taking the sack and 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 going down properly, getting his feet out of there. He still tried to twist himself around and throw the ball away. Could have give up an interception, but instead gets two uh, sprained ankles. You know that's. Uh, that's it's, just uh, demons in his head from playing behind the worst O-line last year. Getting sacked multiple times a game. But it could be the Wentz effect. He's he's behind one of the best lines in the NFL at the moment and still getting hammered. So uh, I don't know what's happening to the Colts uh, offensive line. has suddenly got worse since he's been there, but there you have it. Uh, Deontay Johnson also went off injured for the Steelers in the very last play when he shouldn't really have been on the field. And... There's no real news on him yet, I don't think. There isn't. Uh, could miss some time, but it's, it's it's unknown. So we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Alrighty. That, yeah, that is the news for after week two. Let's head into a weekly fantasy rundowns. Uh. Another epic week of NFL football came to a close Monday night with the Packers getting back in gear in a high scorer against the Lions. Our game of the week comes from the Donkey's Asses division. When a battle of week one losers, the Shitbirds, took on Greendale's Benchwarmers. The Benchwarmers got off to a good start Thursday night when Shepard and Thomas ranking up 27 points between them. Sunday night, Things got turned around. The shitboards saw the Harris running back room, Julio, Waller, Allen, Sutton all get into double digits to take the lead and a likely win. The Greendales at Tannehill, Carson, Johnson and Derek Carr all put up good scores to keep pace. However, the first half stinker from King Henry put them in the hole. But the Yeti appeared in the second half and stomped all over the Seahawks to a week leading 47.7 points. Spicy. A huge game from Lamar Jackson Sunday night again flipped a game in favor of the Shitbirds. But on Monday night, a 20.1 point performance from Devontae Adams sealed a 9.84 point win for the Greendales and gets them off the mark for the season 1-1. One and one. The Shitbirds now find themselves 0-2 in the whole of the division. And thus, they're out. Bye-bye, Shitbirds. Welcome back 
Unnecessary roughness. <laughs> Mid-season rebrand. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Mid-season, beginning of season. <laughs> That's hilarious. Anyway, yeah, um, this was pretty much uh, a pretty good grudge, grudge match. I mean, you got let this down by Mary Cooper. But, I yeah. mean, across the board after that, it was pretty good scoring. Um, obviously, King Henry was the difference maker in his second half performance. Yeah, absolutely, half. absolutely. And oh, at half time, he was doing so poorly. I thought, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull this one out." But uh, man, his second half was just—that's that's just tough to get over. Yeah, but um, other than that, like Mary Cooper and Nelson Aguilar for each of you kind of were a bit of a letdown. But other than that, it's pretty decent scoring across the field, across the board. Like it was. It was a high-scoring yeah. game, high-scoring game, and yeah, fair play to Michael. Uh, dusted off his uh, coach scrote of the week uh, title he won last week and uh, into the win cut. Yeah, maybe that'll be a thing from now on. If you win that, it's kind of guaranteeing you a win. <laughs> Ooh, we'll have to see, we'll have to see. All right, our beatdown of the week this week also came from the Donkey's Asses division. A week after their inaugural win in their first match, I got this, I really do, really does, as they handed out a whopping to the fantasy football team. The I got this squad had two disappearing acts this week in the shapes of Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Antonio Brown as they combined for a measly 4.3 points. But that's where the bad football ended. Save for the defense... All other players hit double digits, including 20-plus point nights from Rodgers and Kelsey. The response from the fantasy football team was not good. Lockett went over 30, Hurts over 20, and Elliott, Montgomery, and kicker Matt Prater got over 10. The six remaining players combined for a mere 26.42 points. Woof! Even that commanding lead heading into Monday night's action, I got this had Aaron Jones put up a stonking 41.5 points to ease them to a season best 60.0 point margin of victory. The fantasy football team had MVS, which isn't a disease, but is equally nasty goose egg on Monday night. Fantasy football team back down to earth after a week one high sit 1-1. One and one. Meanwhile, I feel like we're being hustled as division topper, Russ, Ross even, and I got this sneaky hustlers team sitting pretty on 2-0. and What do you think, Ol? Yeah, uh, obviously, solid weekend here from Ross. I mean, um, pretty uh, bum week from Edwards Alaire, but the huge week from Aaron Jones really, uh, you know, tips the scales back in your favour. Um... Really, uh, really down week here from Keane. He's he's not going to be pleased about this one. Um, being let down, Shark Higby, uh, obviously MVS really letting him down, killing him. Plenty of points sitting on the bench. Wouldn't have made a difference to the match result, but probably would have made him feel a little better. Ross <laughs> uh, yeah. looks good. Uh, he's off to a great start here. That's real solid scoring. Underneath, he's hard to beat every week. It is, it is. That's that's uh, 
yeah, if you're up around that neck, uh, if you're up around there, you should be getting a victory. You know, you're going to be yeah. very unlucky not to uh, not to pull out the uh, pull out the win. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, uh, yeah, Ross definitely hustling us all. I think two zero, yeah. looking good. Rogers uh, was back in the mix this weekend as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, let us move on. Game three. It's into the below average Joe's division. And game three saw a matchup of week one winners, That's So Ravens and Davin and the Chipmunks. This one was pegged to be a close encounter, but failed to live up to the billing. That's So Ravens saw plenty of good as CMC, DJ Moore, Stafford, Boyd, Taylor, and a huge 36.8 point day for Cooper Cup put them in a commanding lead as Sunday wore on. Not even a goose egg from their kicker came close to derailing them. Davin and Chipmunk saw their handful of good games from Cook, Diggs, Chase, and a team-leading Hawkinson all reach well into the teens and beyond. However, too many single-digit games plagued the Chipmunks. Ayuk, Gordon, McPherson, and a particularly bad outing from Dak Prescott sealed their fate. Davin and the Chipmunks struck to evens at 1-1. One one. That's so Ravens keep up their beginner's luck and move to the top of the division 2-0. What do you think? Yeah, Quinny's not going to be happy here. He's let down uh, in a lot of places. A lot of places um, about with all these single-digit uh, you know, players. Dak Prescott in particular is going to be a big one letting him down. Um, Ayuk, um, brave to play Ayuk actually. To be fair, after the goose egg that was last week, um, but again Melvin Gordon letting him down. We kind of highlight last week. He didn't do much outside of he had a hundred yard game last week, but he had a big uh seventy yard run for a touchdown. Kind of really did top his uh top his week. So maybe a little more of what to come, what's to expect from Melvin Gordon. Um, with a week like this, yeah, but, uh, absolutely. No, uh, uh, yeah, uh, really good week from Stephen as well. I mean, pretty solid across the board. Um, obviously, the Cooper Cup's complete target machine at the moment seems to be absolutely mm-hmm. the number one there in um, in LA, and he's definitely reaping the rewards. Two touchdowns as well. I mean, it's great to see. Yeah, he is flying it. Yeah, uh, back to da- uh, Dalvin's team. Yeah, Ayuk obviously. Things not uh, not quite right at uh, at San Francisco for him. They're saying he's dealing with injury, but uh, you know, news from the coaches appears to be more of a more of a performance based uh, based uh, relegation for him. But uh, yeah, interesting to see. And as you say, Melvin Gordon uh, shared a lot of the load this week with uh, with Javante Williams. So interesting to see how that uh, goes as the, as the season goes on. Yeah, I feel like that balance is going to continue to start tipping more in the Williams direction the more the season goes on. Yeah. Alrighty. Game four in this division saw the battle of week one losers 
as the no apologies anti-vaxxers matched up with not training with Owen. A week after receiving Scrote of the Week coaching honours, Ben was out for revenge, and in a high-scoring battle, he produced the highest score of the week. Only Joe Mixon, surprisingly, was the only position not to reach double figures. Strong across the board, he got standout performances from McLaurin, Hollywood Brown, Cousins and Ridley as he took command Sunday night. In response, not trading with Owen produced a reasonably good score, but not enough to trouble the winners. Too many single-digit fingers from Sanders, Hunt, and surprisingly Tyreek Hill overshadowed the good work seen from Bridgewater, Evans, Gronk, and the Patriots' defense. The no-apologies anti-vaxxers get off the mark and finish week two on one and one. Not trading with Owen, but should be trading with someone, starting the hole at 0 and 2. What do you think? Yeah, real real, real solid week here from Ben. I mean, uh, posting a, over 180 score again, as we said, going to be difficult to beat for anyone. And he didn't have any of the big ticket items. Like, there's no, he doesn't have Aaron Jones or um, Cooper Cup or um, Derrick Henry. You've mentioned all them all other teams. So, I mean, that just shows he's real solid across the board this week. Uh, really knocked it out of the park with only kind of, essentially Joe Mixon kind of letting him down in a, in a way. Yeah. Um, Porrick, on the other hand, really let down by his running back room. Um, the lack of, uh, his lack of depth there, which we've kind of brought up before, kind of hurting him now. And obviously the big bum week from Tariq Hill. I mean, you don't expect Tariq Hill to be getting you 5.9 points. Only, yeah, uh, particularly after his, his monster last year. It's pretty dirty. Yeah, yeah. so with that part of their game plan was that good defense by the Ravens. Hard to know, but uh, yeah, you're going to see very few weeks that Tyreek is not uh, not in double figures. And, uh, you know, it's this week. Yeah, yeah. And it's uh, unlucky that he's uh, run into a quite high-scoring week then from Ben. Because even 160 is pretty respectable, like yeah, that's what I said, a reasonably good score, yeah, and uh, wins probably more weeks than it loses uh, if you're in the 160s. So, but yeah, Ben put up a big score and uh, gets the win. But uh, no one to start now for Park. Uh, he might need to start uh, getting the finger out. There you go, there you go. All right, we move on to the suckiest bunch of sucks division. Game five at a top of the division matchup between a kick in the squibs and Saquad's Barkley. This one kicked off Thursday night with a tale of two mediocre running backs as Saquon and Gibson had almost identical nights. So a doozy was set up for Sunday. Sunday night brought solid numbers for a kick into squibs through Chubb, Allen, Henderson, Darnold and Carlson. Topped off with another massive night for Kyler Murray to the tune of 35.1 points. On the flip side, Saquon's Barkley had a second week of stellar scoring from Mahomes and Wilson, and a big night from Brandon Cooks. But after that, it took an ugly turn. A.J. Brown, Kenny G, Goddard, Rieger, Gould, and the Finns D all failed to reach 7.5 points each. Woof! All topped off by a swing and a miss was the play of Carlos Hyde. Aina can take some solace in the fact that only Jermichael Hasty and Quez Watkins offered anything from his bench to help. Should he have chosen better, but it was still far from enough. 
are kicking the squibs, rest of control of the division, with an easy win and sit 2-0. The strained Saquads Barkley, a game back on 1-1. One one. Big win on. Yeah, happy enough to get the uh, W this week. I uh, thought it might have been a little closer. Um, as you mentioned earlier about Porik, I mean, A in his running back room is probably in worse condition, to be fair. Um, when you're going into a week and you have to choose between the running backs he has on offer to play in that second slot with Barkley, and even Barkley's not comfortable at the minute. You know he's going to get off to a slow start, but, you know, Carlos Hyde, I thought, wasn't that. It's not great. It's not not comfortable to be putting into your line. Yeah, no, it wasn't. You know, he obviously he obviously performed well in week one. Uh, looked like he was the the top back in Jacksonville, and hard to uh, put in Jamichael Hasty probably ahead of Carlos Hyde. Uh, turns out Carlos Hyde is not the number one in Jacksonville uh, after week two, uh, and Hasty obviously had a good game but is now injured. So yeah, he's uh, looking light and uh, and under pressure. Yeah, yeah, especially now, yeah, with Hasty being injured as well. So, um, I'd say I probably would have tried to play Hasty instead of him, just because the Niners are a run first team. But, I mean, either would have been, there would have been some head scratching that to be done. It would have been a swing. Would have been a swing. But yeah, I'm happy to pick up the W. I think I was um, I was okay across the board. Really, um, kind of uh, disappointing weeks from. Alan Robinson and uh, Antonio Gibson, but I was able to uh, get over them. Get the W. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. All right. Finally, in the same division, Game Six saw the lowest scoring game of the week between Kenneth Killers and a mediocre football team. This one was a tough for both to watch. The Killers saw another impressive game from TB12 with Davis, Jefferson, and Higby each. Reaching into the teens, but poor numbers from usual studs Taylor and Kittle, along with a measly 0.52 points from an injured Tua, left a low score of just 123.46 to be reached for victory. However, the mediocre football team could not step up to cash in as they struggled to get over the 100 point mark. Eckler hitting the 20s with Herbert, DK, and a kicker getting into double digits. But all other seven spots failed to get over the 10-point hump. This included a one-point game from a since-dropped Cole Komet and a 1.7-point game from the Chenault. Woof! Kenneth Killers get away with a win, which could kickstart their season and sit 1-1. One the mediocre football team not living up to their mediocre name this week. Off to a rocky start and own two. Are they the New York football team in disguise? Remains to be seen. What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> um, pretty weak showing. You know, kind of all around here, but, I mean, Adam in particular. Um, just barely getting over that 100-point mark. You're... You're not going to win many games when you're in that realm. Um, Kieran Denrys um set the bar that high, but you know, I was obviously a good week from Brady, Justin Jefferson back in the mix in the end zone again this week. Uh, Higgins again in the end zone. 
know what I mean? Those guys, Tim Patrick, he picked up Tim Patrick with them. Um, you know, with um, the holes now at receiver with uh, Jerry Judy being out in Denver. So Tim Patrick's a nice play and um, got himself a touchdown. So he didn't set the bar too yep. high, but still able to pull out the W. But um, probably a bit yeah, of luck. We don't yeah. like both teams here. Yeah, yeah. But could be a big win, as I say. A low score, but gets the W. They're the ones you want, you know. Uh, yeah, and, especially and these uh, early in division games. Very much uh, very important. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Adam left points on the bench that could have won him the game. So that's that's where the mistakes come in. There you go. There you go. Mistake. Alrighty. That's the rundown for week two. So who've we got? The coach goat of the week. Here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. All right, this week we're giving the coach goat of the week to Ross. And his I got this, I really do. Pulled out a big victory this week. His first delve into the Dynasty uh, League, and he's 2-0 and with two big wins and uh, sitting pretty at the top of his division. Trounces the fantasy football team this week, and, uh, and uh, yeah, a good week for him. Yeah, for sure. I had a great week. Uh, it was pretty good across the board, despite being kind of let down by uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Antonio Brown. But uh, really high scores from everyone else. Really put up um, a really good number. Uh, Ross has been doing quite well, so um, fair play to him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, he's the GOAT this week. The coach scrot of the week is... <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. And this week, we're going to give it to Adam and his mediocre football team. Limping over 100 points, that's going to get you to scroll of the week every week, I think. What do you think, Owen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, this kind of picked itself this week, really, to be fair, as we've already, we just kind of went over, really let down, had the points on the bench to win the game. You know, it just wasn't wasn't for him this week. Uh, yeah, if you're just barely scraping that 100, as you said, it's not going to be a good time. Yeah, not going to be a good time, all right. Yeah, but uh, look, a lot of football to be played. Get back in it. So, let's move on. Let's see what's happening next week. Can you feel the tension in the air right now? I know I can. I can feel it all the way down in my plums. Alrighty. Into week three. Already the week's flying by. In the below average Joe's division. We see apparently a potential Super Bowl matchup. Between Death So Ravens and a No Apologies Anti-Vaxxers. Currently sitting 50-50. Who's going to win? Spicy one in store. For sure. Elsewhere. The one and one Dalvin and the Chipmunks. They take on the 0-2. Not trading with Owen, but should be trading with someone. Who are 0-2 and in badly need of a win here. 
The yeah, donkey's ass is division. It sure does. Donkey's ass is division. I got these sneaky hustlers. I really do. 2-0. and oh, Take on the 1-1. One and one. Greendale's bench warmers. Neighbors. Going up against it. Big game. Ross could get out to 3-0. and oh, Clean sweep of the division. Yeah. Michael could get yeah. back in, back to the top. A 2-1. and one. My poor unnecessary roughness sitting in the basement at 0-2 needs a big win against the fantasy football team. Schedule to win. Hopefully we're going to win and uh, get our season back on track. Finally, the suckiest bunch of sucks division. It's top versus bottom. 2-0, kicking the squibs. Take on the 0-2, mediocre football team. I can see Owen with a smile on his face. He's looking forward to week three. Getting that yeah. getting that right. victory in a clean sweep. Whereas That's the one and one the one and one Kenneth Killers take on the one and one strain Saquads, Barkley. Someone's going into positive, someone's going into negative. A lot of big games, as usual. Yeah, uh looking forward to my match with Adam. I hope it's um competitive it's more exciting when it's competitive i think you know what i mean when you're like chicken sleeper every two minutes while you're watching red zone like oh who's the points where are the points now it's yeah that's, that, 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 that's, that's all well and good when you get the win at the end i was doing that all last weekend and uh till derrick henry stumped all over me but uh there you go there you go yeah definitely uh steven and ben now that's the game of the week to um high scoring teams from week two um if yeah. they can both reproduce, that's going to go down to the wire. So, as as same goes for Ross, same goes for Ross and Michael. Two big wins this week and uh, a tasty matchup. Yeah, any uh, any reproduction of um, the week two performances there will uh, also see a, a tasty one It'll go right down to the wire as well. Absolutely, that's what you want. And then, the and then in Division Three, of fantasy. That's it. In Division 3, Kenneth Killers and the Strange Saquads, Barkley. Uh, another big game there, you know. Someone's going 1-2, and two, the others are going 2-1. and one. It's uh could be a pivotal, pivotal game early in the season. Yeah, especially, you know, this is the last round of um of the individual matchups now until, like, later in the season. So yeah, until Week 12. That's a good start, yeah. Yeah, in the Week 12, you get can... back in Division this is where you can get that edge over your in-division rivals. Yeah, first. get that separation, absolutely. And those head-to-heads. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big week, big week ahead. And that's it. The Ball Steve Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast coming to an end after week two. We're looking forward to the action week three. Your podcasting, uh, your podcasting buddies right here. We're going to be sitting down to watch the action together this weekend for the first time in a long time. So, uh, yeah, we'll be uh, we'll be full of the beans. We'll be texting in. We'll be uh, ready to get week three in action. So until then, this is us signing off. We'll talk to you in week three. Bye.